Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. We have Fat Albert. We're here. Well, that was John. That was. We're here. We're queer. My lips were moving, but he was making. Oh sounds. yeah, oh yeah. That's how it hey. works. <laughs> a little deal we're doing here. The puppet and the puppet master. <laughs> yes. Who's really the master? Is the question. I know he's a master brewer. We're drinking uh, heretic beers here. What, what lucky place this is that we get I know. this brewery fresh. There you go. Heretic. Yeah, tagged, uh, tagged it uh, yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty fresh. The only reason I do the show. <laughs> yeah. What we, Free let's beer. Go, let's discover these styles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just talk about your beer for like an hour. Check N.A. next to it. Yeah, we're, uh, we just uh, took the space next to us, another 7,700 square feet, so we're like 16,000 square feet now. So you doubled it, basically. Just about doubled it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chopped a big hole in the wall and started storing <laughs> crap over there. I that, yes. The storage? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, for, well, for now, now yeah. and it's going to clear out the space next to the tasting room in front of the big roll-up door, and so we're going to turn that into tasting room. So nice. We're going to like triple the size of the tasting room, and then the city and the ABC have uh, are saying it's okay for us to put an outdoor patio outside our roll-up door. Whoa, really? Beer garden? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to do a little oh. beer garden thing out there. Damn, gonna good be for fun. you, man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're packed on like. Fridays so and Saturdays, tripling the size of the of the space and a month. adding a patio. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we and so we're we're just trying to get more space for bodies to uh, relax nice. and have a brew. Sounds great. Nice. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Wow. Have like outdoor lights, you know? Yeah, you yeah. Have like yeah. The, the girls with the, you know. <laughs> what with the, oh, beer, the with the beer signs? Big, big beer, beer signs. signs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. You were you were. Saying when, That's you, what I meant. Yeah. when you held your hand, but it was only way. two bowling balls or something. Like <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, you never know. Yeah. Um, so all this is going to happen before the AHA rally. When is that rally that you're hosting? April 26th, Saturday, April 26th. Okay, it's on my calendar. If you're an AHA member, it's free. Nice, it's free. And there's a wort giveaway for the first like 150 people. They're going to get five yeah. gallons of wort. They're going to get the yeast from White Labs to pitch it. They're going to get. Uh, Can I leave it there to ferment? A, fi- a five star uh, <laughs> a cleaning kit to go with it. Dang! Oh, first nice. 150 people just need to bring uh, you know your carboy or bucket now. Two cases of bottles, maybe. <laughs> what time do you open? Um, the rally is going to start at one o'clock, I believe, on Saturday, the 26th, and then April 26th, and then goes to like four or something like that i guess nice um uh-huh. yeah they said there's like, like already 200 people signed up or something Jeez, so get there at like 10 for the free beer wort yeah I, okay. i'm sure not everybody wants wants the free wort but um, whoa, whoa, whoa. what's the, what's an aha membership 35 bucks or something it's really cheap 39 i think hmm. well if i was if i wasn't even a home brewer right. basically for 39 dollars i can five get five gallons of beer i can get two <laughs> cases of beer yeah i just yeah. have to be a bottler i mean i yes. have to go buy well, I assume I can get the or bottles for free. You, you want to drink, you know, uncarbonated beer from a from a giant carboy? 
I'm sure high. Justin get would, would have done that. Yeah, I mean, it's like long straw. Anytime, anytime. Just get a big straw. <laughs> car boy sitting next to you on the couch. Dude, that's the way to do it. So I fell asleep last night. Couch. It was in bed. Yeah. <laughs> big straw on a car boy next <laughs> to car me. boy next to you. There you go. You know, now that you mentioned it, I have uh, lamps on my nightstands that are made out of old wine car boys. Oh yeah. Right. I never thought about it. I could just fill one of those things up. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Electricity and water. <laughs> I love it. That's like something I would do anyway. Why not? That's awesome. Electricity's only on the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, perfectly okay. Perfectly yeah. okay. Right. Wrong tap head. <laughs> One thing is a problem. It's like the time I used cardboard and duct tape to... Uh, oh, to fix your... The air opening burner. on the burner. <laughs> Literally on the burner part. But right. you know, it was a little air valve. It had broken and I thought, well... Little cardboard and duct tape won't yeah. hurt. It work. And you're imagining yourself. Why don't they make these burners out of cardboard? <laughs> why work, why I, do they waste all this money on metal when they could just use cardboard for this? It's exactly what I was thinking. And it did work for 30 minutes of a 60 Eight. minute boil. Nice. Yeah. Then it caught go. fire. Right. <laughs> while I was inside. Who would Who would have thought something made of paper would catch fire? Yeah. Really? I mean, when, when attached to a uh, fifty thousand BTU burner. Well, I call it an almost success. I made it halfway through. Thirty minutes isn't bad, actually. Right. Uh, and the glass was half full. That's right. <laughs> Until it caught fire. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you're looking for uh, good burners, a deal on burners that are working properly, you might want to check. Our great sponsor, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Uh, they got all sorts of goodies there, all sorts of great equipment, all sorts of ingredients to do the kind of beers that we're talking about during this show. So uh, go check them out, northernbrewer.com. They got great shipping, great prices, great people there, and uh, they proudly sponsor the show. They pay for it, so you don't have to, so go check them out and uh, tell them you appreciate it. And they're like on eight years running too, right? Yeah, since the very beginning. Oh, it's got to be over eight years now. We started like six months in, what? didn't we? Uh, they're they're all, they're reaching eight years. They're they're a little over seven, is what it is. Because yeah, they they started after our second NHC, so seven years. Oh, that's right, seven yeah. years. We didn't them. have a sponsor at the beginning. Nope. No, you guys did it for uh, quite a while. No sponsor. No sponsors. And in fact, <laughs> we hadn't gained another sponsor in quite some time until you guys came <laughs> along with your show, and I was able to go to Northern Brewer and say, "Hey, listen." You know, Jamil and John are doing this great thing. They, they bought it right away, thinking it would be good for them. And I would you, say you seven years later, devil, you. it has been good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were you at the, telling them that you were at the height of your homebrew career at that moment, Jamil. So uh, I just went yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, he's boiling over. Now like, you're sort of old news, but then you're like the latest. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it has been. Yeah. yeah. But back then, I said, "Hey, you know that guy, Jamil? You know, oh yeah, Mister Ninkasi, that one." That yeah, guy. the one and only yeah, doing a go. show. There you go. So I, I caught him at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> nice, but clearly it's worked. <laughs> That's seven yeah. years. They've, yeah. been, they've been fantastic. Wasn't a lie. Uh, steady, steady as a rock. Right, I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, uh, today's show we're going to be talking about bow pills, bohemian pilsner, mm. or bow pills, as John says. Um, quite an interesting. Style. A lot of people that get into home brewing. Uh, kind of have a Jonesin for uh, bow pills, right? And they're like kind of intimidated too. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. lagers. I love drinking this beer, but I right, don't right. Know. Well, and I, I, maybe part of the 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 mystique of brewing a great example is, oh, you know, you need really soft water, which mm-hmm. is tough for for almost everybody. 
and then you need to be able to logger really well. And then, oh, you know, the malts they used are these under-modified Moravian, you know, yes, uh, malts that have been peed on by a Czechoslovakian dog. Yeah, that's and, flavor. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, you know, all this stuff, and it has to be this, and it has to be that, and... I don't, you know, I'm not sure that that's really true. I don't think so. I, I, it's not as tough as you would think. No, I think the trick is the fermentation temp, you know, and the yeast mm-hmm. you choose, mm-hmm. you know. It's the same thing we say every show, you know, fermentation, but I, also the, the malt profile is very tricky to do, to get right, because you got to have that kind of caramelly note, right. not sweet, but right. kind of grainy, you know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. but smooth and malty. But I think there are good malts available to do this kind of style. That are not under-modified. Right, right. You can go highly modified. I think you can go oh, yeah. uh, single infusion on this sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Tasty, do you go single infusion? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Single, like nice, good quality, you know, was a cat, uh, German uh, Pilsner malt. And uh, I I think I typically use carapils to give it a little bit more color and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, breadiness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's pretty simple. Then it's all in the ferment. Use a nice, high-quality lager yeast. Mm-hmm. They're easy to make because, to me, the style is, is not that restrictive it's pretty a broad style mm-hmm. yeah. john you want to go over the uh style guide for us here yeah you know boat pills is it's a very complex malty beer you know the water profile i think really contributes to that you know mm-hmm. you want a soft water mm-hmm. uh visually it's golden color mm-hmm. um you know pale to gold firm hop nose from hop bitterness when you smell it you should definitely get some hop but it's balanced with the malt aroma you know, the gravities range from 1045 to 1055. I tend to like to reach on the higher end, um, just so the beer is a little bit stronger, bolder. Uh, 35 to 45 uh, IBUs mm-hmm. ends around, you know, 1015 specific gravity. But mm-hmm. I th- the trick is, I think, is getting the the right specialty grain with the base malt, so mm-hmm. you get this kind of grainy note to it, mm-hmm. and then having a very firm hop bone in the mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. You have to have that check saws. Yeah, firm, but not not biting, and I think right. that's that's all an effect of the water. You know, you have to have low sulfate, low low uh, carbonate, and uh, that's going to give you that kind of rounded uh, hot bitterness. I think another way to do this, though. Oh, I'm Uh-oh. just thinking of this now. <laughs> I'm just thinking of this now. Ding, 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 I got a, I got an idea here. I'll tell you what. Let's take a short break, oh, man. and when I come back, I'm going to tell me now. I'm going to tell you this secret I got that just dawned on me, and we'll probably be tasting some some commercial examples. So Perfect. we'll be back right after this. In a world where everything has been lost, what happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big... 
plastic bucket. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. 
Williams Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best home brewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams Oatmeal Stout Malt Extract, the Big Oxygen System, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying some fine, fine uh, Pilsner from three really fine breweries, uh, Pilsner Quell, uh, Gordon Biersch uh, Czech Style Pilsner, and uh, the Firestone Pivo Pils, which is not uh, listed as a classic example, but we think it's a fine Pilsner, and so uh, because of the dearth of uh, uh, examples, we're just you know, like kind of throw them in. Well, it's yeah, it's like and like Urquell, it's probably uh, available in a lot of parts of the country too. Right, right. So oh, there you go. All right. So before the break, we were talking about the secret. What is this? the secret? The secret that I just came up with. I think. I think. Okay. So so one of the things about um, uh, Bohemian Pilsner, the maltiness. Uh, you know, it still needs to be fairly crisp. Means well attenuated. Uh, the malt, the maltiness. We're talking about malt flavor, so you need to use a, a quality continental hot, uh, malt. Use uh, you know something with some some good flavor to it as a as a base malt. Quality pilsner malt. You might use you know throw in uh, something else like uh, Tasty was saying. He uses uh, uh, carapils. Carapils, caraviana, or caravinics. Um the hopping, it should be a spicy, uh, noble hop, kind of like Saz. Uh, should be, you know, the hop of, of choice there. But part of the trick is <clears throat> the bittering is present, but kind of round and soft. Uh, you know, it's 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 there. It's full, but it doesn't have a bite to it. And that's because of the water. You boil these hops a long time in you know, uh, a high sulfate or high carbonate water, and you get, you know, a much more hot bite, uh, magnesium, things like that. So you want to uh, either go with a, a soft water for this sort of thing, or here's my idea. You know, if you do all, like, massive late hopping, if you don't throw in a bittering mm-hmm. addition, but you do a lot of late hopping, you end up with a lot more hop character. Probably too much, truly, for a great classic uh, Czech Pilsner. But the bittering kind of turns out that same soft character, I think. Uh, you know, if you don't boil it very long, even if you have a water that accentuates hop bitterness, it's still, it still it ends up kind of a softer bitterness. Oh, I see. Which would be the downside of the of the crisper, more minerally water. I got you. Right, right. Mm. So if you have hard water, 
Right. You could cheat the system a little bit. I'm wondering if you can. I'm, I'm not sure saying this is a sure thing, but I think this may be possible. You might end up with more hot flavor than traditional or aromas. Right, even but for then who's going to complain about that, right? <laughs> no, it's all goodness, <laughs> it's like, man. Oh, if, Everybody's uh, palate adjusted to that right. anyway, I think. I, I wonder if that's well, the secret to an award-winning uh, Bo Pills. I might just make one and find that out. I think somebody ought to try try that and enter it that way. I'm well, I'll just see what it's like. Huh. And, huh. Huh. Maybe that uh, little guy Mike, up at uh, Farson Walker did that. Maybe that's why his beer is so popular. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But I think that that could be, uh, you know, part of the uh, part of the thing. Nice. You know, I did that that's kind of idea. that hop scheduling with a wheat beer, like mm-hmm. a half. Mm-hmm. You know, no bittering, just a late hop edition. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted the wheat to kind of come through. Mm-hmm. You know, not to be just you get the flavor and the aromatics from you know the hollow tower, but it doesn't get in the way of the malt profile. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if you're dealing with hard water, yeah, why not? Well, and uh, all right, so we've got these. Uh, Three examples in front of us. Uh, one of them, sure, is you know the classic example. It's the the it's P- parent. PU is is the <laughs> the number one example. PU. <laughs> Gordon mm-hmm. Biersch kind of had a. Mm-hmm. Did you get a little bit of a sulfur note? But that's common though when you a bottle. Gordon Biersch, I get a lot of sulfur. Right. Okay. I'm. Uh, and that'll go away as it warms up, right? Well, should have gone away already. I still get it. it so. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to have a little sulfur. It's common, but it isn't like uh, right. supposed to be. It's not desirable, right? Well, is, what's, what's, is so, zero sulfur desirable? Um, I think I think uh, you know lager character includes some sulfur, but in a subtle way. Okay, is that I think tiny? That's, that's one of the things we identify. I think with lager brewing is a little bit of sulfur, but uh, not too much. What, so this is the point where I would turn to Scott and say, "Hey, tell us, you know, what's your impression?" Usually we we don't say anything and we let Scott like hang himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like it. I like the tactic. We would bias his thoughts. He'd like disagree with one of us, and that would be right. Like, we'd say something. So we don't say anything. And he'd until go he says, like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Uh. <laughs> so Keep that we, up. I like that so tactic. We're just like, "Okay, Scott, tell us what you think," and then and then we he we enjoys go and it. Throw it him like under he's the bus. like. Uh, and then every oh, time you go, you're an idiot. He's he's going. He's oh, going he's pretty. pretty he's pretty good. Yeah, he, yeah. He's he's an idiot. He's like does, yeah, once in a while. You know, twenty percent of the time. Yeah, I was gonna say one out of five times, good. maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I like yeah. it. Not bad at all. Okay, all right. So now you're you're on the uh, on the hook here. You're on the hot seat. So are you just looking at my impressions based Your on the style? Based on the style, what? How would you rank these as? You know, first, second, third. So. Uh, can I rank them out of style first? Sure. If you're telling me that Pivo Pills is out of style, and I only know that because you've said it and others have said it, but mm-hmm. if I bought the Pivo Pills myself, I'd have gone, oh, what a wonderful bo- uh, bohemian pills. Some pills are out. Okay, so without reading, and, and so listen, having been told it's out of style, it's my favorite Pilsner in front of me. I, I just think it's a fantastic uh, flavor. It's closer to a, a, a German style Definitely. versus a Bo Pills. And I, and I just think that well, it has less flaws. It's it's a it's a cleaner, uh, it's a better brewed beer. Mm-hmm. I'll just be honest. I do think it just tastes like the it was brewed with a bit more skill. Mm-hmm. Now the Pilsner Urkel, uh, and now go, going to style. The Pilsner Urkel is most into style. The mm-hmm. way, the, of course, the way that the style is described, and, and that's probably obvious. Uh, I'm also positive that it was brewed with skill. I absolutely love this beer on tap. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I know the packaging it came in, which was the cardboard box around the bottle. So I do think it was pretty well covered, and I think that's that's reflected in this beer. I don't think it ha- it's having light problems or anything like that. It's maybe just having import uh, issues. It, that's the number one beer, beer still in terms of the style. If I were judging them and I just was reading through the style, I, I would have voted for the Pilsner Urkel. I would have given it to the Gordon Beer second, although uh, I'm agreeing with, with some of that sulfur notes and... I'm a big fan of the Gordon Beer Pilsner in general. I I buy it all the time. Um, this particular bottle missed a little bit with, with some of that sulfur. The reason I asked about the zero sulfur mm-hmm. is I'm one who likes that little component of it. Right now, I like it better when it's hopped right with those really mm-hmm. spicy mm-hmm. Um, German hops. Mm-hmm. To me, that tiny bit of sulfur yeah. with awesome, fresh, spicy German hops. kind of compliment. I mm-hmm. love that flavor. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a good combination. Mm-hmm. And the Pivo Pils is closer to that than anything, mm-hmm. but pr- probably less because of the sulfur and more because of the hops, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, in style, one Pilsner Urquell, two Gordon Beers, three Pivo. Mm-hmm. Favorite one to drink? Pivo, number one. Pivo, number two. Pivo, number three. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, John? Uh, I thought Firestone's a good beer. I mean, mm-hmm. flawless, but it's more of a German pills. A little, little too flowery, fluffy, kind of. The, you get this kind of yeah, it's fragrant hop like you're on the flower. The hops are so fragrant, it almost <clears throat> seems fruity in a way. <clears throat> right. So kind of, I think it clashes with the malt that takes away from the Bo Pills mm-hmm. style. Um, right. Bo Pills has, a, 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 like you're saying, malt. Right, you got to have more malt focus. The Pivo Pils does not have the malt focus. It's, it's got a maltiness to it, it's but it's drier. it's crisper, drier. It's more German Pils. Right. If if we were doing German Pils, I would bring this back on the German Pils show. It's all hands down for sure. This is like a a better Bitburger, if you ask me. Oh yeah, you know, it's got that same kind of. I love Bitburger. Kind of cracker and crispness, and then a ton of. You know, floral, spicy, almost fruity hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, well done. Yeah. It's a good beer. All right, butter kell. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. the signature. It's just so rich in malt. It's just right. so well done. This tastes good too. And then I love Gordon beers, like JC was saying. I, I mean, I think I drink at least twelve pack a month of that beer. And I go to Safeway to buy the variety pack, and it's just like mm. it's good. I buy it a lot. It's, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and it's locally brewed. You know, and why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's on sale a lot at Safeway, too, so that's a winner there. Yeah. (laughs) That's an interesting... You know, just to point that out, to to further put a point to that message, as craft beer prices are rising, if I'm looking at my favorite beers on the shelf, Mm -hmm. not only is Gordon Beer's Pilsner one of my favorites, but it tends to be in a really good price range. It tends to hover around that $7.99 instead of the $9.99. Yeah. Sometimes even a little less. And that's a decision factor for me sometimes. Because I like it. I'm not choosing a lesser quality either. I definitely price shop for beer now. I mean, now that I don't brew as often, you know, I'm looking for that six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. Bottled steel. on uh, January fifteenth. That's, that's pretty good. So like yeah. a month. There you go. Month and a half, six weeks. Nice job, yeah, Gordon. Uh, uh, Homebrewers ask me often, you know, like uh, about lagers and wanted me to taste their lagers, and I always tell them you should calibrate, you know, to the Gordon Beers beers because they're they're really all well made lagers. And they're always fresh, like your home brew will be. So they really compare well. That's a great tip. I mean, yeah, just drink them side by side. Even if it's not the same style, you could take their mm-hmm. Meritzen and just taste a good, clean beer, you know, take its aroma and all that, and then taste your beer. And if your beer's got almost any flaw at all, it's just going to stand out compared to the uh, mm-hmm. clean beer that you calibrated to. 
Good point. I like the calibration mentality. You know, I think it's right. important to try your beer next to another beer style. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. this that's true because so many homebrewers they'll they'll brew something. They go, oh, this is better than I was reading somebody's <laughs> review of some kit or something, and like this is better than anything you can buy commercially. This is the greatest <laughs> beer in the world. Nothing else compares. All these craft brewers out there, they, you know, and this is, you know, this is, I think, it, I think it was. That's a new home brewer onion, speaking, the onion, right? The onion has a home brew section. It was, it was, it was pre-hopped malt extract can too. And so, uh, you know, they're going on about how, you know, there's, there is no better beer that can be made. And, uh, uh that's great. If, if you believe that, you know, you, maybe it's better not to compare and to continue down that yeah. road and that's and a new really, home brewer really enjoy what you do yeah, yeah. Like, make but, your you life know, simple yeah it's like the honeymoon you get married uh, you wouldn't know about this but you get married <laughs> right. the best sex and, ever had and you, yeah, <laughs> oh wait wait wait, and, wait. <laughs> and you get that honeymoon period and it's like this greatest relationship in the world yeah right yeah there comes a time where that goes in the shitter okay all right that's we're we talking it, two weeks it, maybe three <laughs> okay so you know you want to stretch that out as long as possible, yeah, and uh, enjoy that as much as possible. And same same thing for homebrewing. I mean, if you're loving your beer, you know, maybe don't compare it to anything else. Just enjoy it yeah. and then revel in the fact that you can actually make your own beer and love every last drop of it. A time will come when you realize that maybe you're not making the best beer in the oh, world, yeah. and or like your when wife you go sucks. to the home brew shop and Jamil, <laughs> or your, wife, there. your wife won't suck anymore. <laughs> oh, no, your wife yeah. doesn't suck. Literally, yeah. that's that's really the where's problem. Where'd where, where, that go? The yeah. crux of things. Yeah. Well, and, right, right. and ignorance I, is bliss. I get your point. And and I the reason I relate to that is I still in in my memory in my palate's memory that first IPA, which I know logically was terrible, that I made. Is still one of the best IPAs I ever had, and and that's right. that excitement of a new home brewer, and it was so full of flavor. I'm sh- I'm certain it was terrible. I know it was. That's, that's, that's what you okay. told the story. That's okay because, but it's the best. It's the best IPA no, I ever had. That's where that comment's coming from. Circumstance, environment, achievement. Yeah. You know, yeah. all that plays a big role yeah. in how great a beer is. Yeah, that's why you can have the best beer in the world. People drink perfectly crafted beers absolutely flawless and then they go on to rate beer or beer advocate or whatever and they talk about how it's like three out of five <laughs> yeah right everybody becomes an asshole behind the screens right well and it's, it's because the mindset is yeah. well let me be critical about this thing let right. me let me really evaluate this thing and so when people do that they they tend to be you know looking for flaws or imagining flaws or things like that if you're on vacation and you're not thinking about evaluating beer, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm at this place and my beautiful wife is with me. You know, it's a honeymoon trip. It's only a weekend of the marriage. It's it's totally and, you know, totally you this great trip. And then you're, you know, the beer just tastes so much better. It doesn't yeah. matter what they serve you. It's like, oh, God, this is the best X I've ever had. Well, you know, it it, it, it means a lot. And so... I have no doubt that that was a great beer yeah. that you brewed and enjoyed. Yeah. And that, you know, people can't take that away from you. That's what you experience. So that's a perfect beer. I think the discrepancy that we see, I think with Bohemian Pilsners and Pilsners in general, this is a, a really good point. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the best Pilsners we've ever had are when we're traveling in Germany mm-hmm. or some other place. When uh, even, even folks who came back and started the homebrew scene because they, they wanted beer they couldn't get anymore. Well, here you are in Germany. You've had the best Pilsner you've ever had in your life, and you rave about it to your friends. Mm-hmm. 
Well, part of that was your experience. You're in another country. You're right, in vacation. Germany. Absolutely. So, but, but the rumor gets out, oh, there's this great beer in Germany. And then on Beer Advocate, it gets rated, you know, you're Augustina or something, and maybe it gets a low rating, right? Well, I guess I'm just saying that Pilsner in particular, I think, is, is subject to this rule that, yes, they're good beers in Germany because they're fresh and they're local, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we're also rating them so high because of the experience we're having because we're traveling. And oh, so then really? somebody gets a hold of one back here in the States, and they're not sitting in, uh, in Munich enjoying mm-hmm. that same beer. They're going to cut those stars in half. So do you think we're rating Pivo Pills high because uh, Brindleson has a tight little ass? <laughs> might be very possible. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it, the same logic flows. All right. Yeah. You, you think you might get some, so yeah. hey, Pivo Pills tastes really good. <laughs> just right. saying. Yeah. You're imagining him... <laughs> In Germany. Pressing his little, little tight little butt. <laughs> Running up and down the brew plank. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keeps that thing tight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my point exactly. Thank God Matt doesn't listen to the show. Matt, I'm saying. Yeah. It's it goes thing. like this. It's on in the brewery right now. <laughs> All his assistants are like, you know, he does have a sweet ass. Right, right. <laughs> it's not like I'm saying anything. Nobody's, nobody's, yeah. <laughs> there goes the DVD sales. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Through the roof, man. Oh, I've got a good tight shot of his ass on that DVD. That'd be great. Oh, I think there's some naked, <laughs> naked he, shots he of He dropped the spoon intentionally, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm back. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. That sounds really good. Uh, all right. So, uh, Tasty, how do you, how do you oh, rank yeah. these things? Well, look, I'm with everybody else. The, the Quells, you know, right on. Perfect yeah. Yeah. To style. So, why rate it anything but first? Uh, I like the Gordon Beer beer for what it is. Yeah, it's great. I mean, mm-hmm. It's obviously a little bit out of that out of style. Just a little bit, I think. Maybe well, more. It is more German, I think. What don't you like about it? I'm curious. Um, I think it's more of a German pills than it is uh, like a Bohemian. Okay. Just but then uh, it's a style issue. I love the beer. I go, I buy Gordon. That's my go-to uh, lager beer. That's what I have in my refrigerator. Okay. Uh, and like you said, you know they always. You can always pick up a twelve pack of bottles for like fourteen forty nine. Yeah, yeah. Plus CRV, plus uh, tax, and all that. But, but you think it's just a little bit out of style then for the yeah, bow? That's all I'm just saying. Compa- okay. At least compared to the uh, Quell, my all God, right. it's so uh, <laughs> so perfect. And then of course the Pivo is uh, just a great beer. For me, the Pilsner Quell number one for sure. The Gordon Biersch, um the the Pilsner Quell, I think the quality of the Pierce no, or Quell we're, we're drinking is actually pretty good. Yeah, the I don't ball think, too, green ball. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, I was showing a little bit of, of uh, you know, heat staling, I think, but not a lot. Mm-mm. And it's, you know, it's got all those classic things and it's it's clean, it's well done. I think, uh, you know, that to me that's Bow Pills. Um, so if I was to rate that a 50, the uh, Gordon Biersch would probably be maybe a 40. Beer. Maybe it's a, pretty damn good. Maybe a 40, 42. Oh, yeah. the, the, the flaws I find with the, the Gordon beer is too much sulfur. Uh, and then, it, you know, the malt seems a little uh, slightly, I don't know, the malt character, I, I think it's very similar to Pilsner or Quell in many, many facets. But I think it the malt character isn't quite as rich. And it's also, on the other hand, a little uh, slightly not as crisp. In a weird way, yeah, I think I would change their water a little bit. Whatever they're doing in that right. giant, and I would look at look back at their yeast. But as everyone said, that's a fine beer. 
damn fine beer. And if you can get it on sale, it's like, I oh, I, all day. heck yeah. So, you know, I think that's, and you can go to Trader Joe's and you can get like their Trader Joe's Vienna and all that other stuff. That's, that's Gordon Beer's made. Yep. You know, that's always a good deal. Yeah. You want to get it when it's fresh because they store that crap warm, but. They're like five ninety nine there too. Yeah, it's, and yeah, I mean it's just a ridiculously deal. low price. But uh, yeah, that, it's good. I think the uh, uh, Pivo Pils is a finely made beer, but it's very German, much more German than it is Bohemian. So that's you know no fault of the beer. You know, people don't make beers to be in a style. Mm-hmm. They make beers, and then styles are put around the beers. So. Uh, you know, if it doesn't fit any style, that's okay. That's not a fault of the beer. Still a great beer, well made. Um, the only thing I would I would put as a my only negative on this beer, and I drink it a lot. I was in Colorado at uh, GABF, and people were drinking uh, uh, Dock Street and a couple others. The the the, uh, the guy went to uh, open his new place. I can't remember. And, you know, a bunch of different other, uh, you know, local, well-made lagers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I kept reordering the Pivo. And they're all like, well, you know, you're from California. Shouldn't you be drinking these other ones? I'm like, no, here, taste the Pivo with the others. And I got a bunch of people tasting. They're like, yeah, I'll have a Pivo. <laughs> it's a well-made beer. It is. So uh, my only my only flaw on it, I think the, the hop character is a little too much for a pills and um you know it's almost americanized and a a little fruity in that that hop character as well yeah so this is a beer you may want to drink not quite as fresh say say you let it lay it down for uh, six months might be the hop character would drop out a little Mm, bit that's me just being picky i'm just saying it would it might it might become even more like a bow pills actually yeah Yeah, you might get that oxidation you know yeah yeah, right so we should leave this (laughs) matt would slap you there's no oxygen in that bottle he'd take his tight little butt and slap Slap you you. (laughs) there you go all right Uh let's do this uh we're gonna take a short break when we come back i want everybody to provide their bohemian pills recipe for the listeners everybody ready for that yes all right back after this A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened to theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! 
the 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. That's it! I've had it! I am never putting hops in my beer again! What? Why? It's just too ridiculous! Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N I K O B R E W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now back to Jamil's Tasty and Blise. It's brewing with style. (laughs) 
Alright, we're back. We're enjoying beer, obviously. Yeah, I poured myself some more of that Pivo. Yeah, Mike, you have a good he's going I'm, to town on me. I'm going I'm going P I'm going PU. PU's good, of course, yes. I because I haven't <laughs> had, I've I've drank more Pivo than PU in the last five years or whatever. PU I I like it better on tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it tends to be a little fresher. Yeah. You know. That's that's the thing. You know, once you put beer in a bottle, eh, freaking bottles crappy ass package it ends up uh cans are good air leaking through the cap and light and it's heavy it breaks big pain in the ass hard to cool down hard to heat up for pasteurizing cans cans that's the way that's the way to go the future (laughs) (laughs) got some co2 bomb in there huh oh yeah right through the nostrils that hurts burn your eyes sometimes Yeah, sometimes when I go to the bathroom, it burns my eyes. Do you think that's a problem, doctor? Doctor? Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So, John, what's your uh, Bo Pills recipe? After years and years of trial brews, mm-hmm. I'm about to unleash the secret. Oh, <laughs> unleash the snake. Unleash the, it is a quarter pound of Karamunic, I think, with uh, 11 pounds. Oh, wow. What the, color Karamunic? It comes it's in, like 60L, 40L. Ooh, like the, the two or the uh, the one or the two. The, the one is like I around 30-something. I think it's the two. The two's, you know, yeah, 40-something to you, something. And that That's my trick. Because you get this little gold hue from the gold, Karamunic. How much? About a quarter pound. Quarter pound, just a little dash. For, for five gallons. Yeah, yeah, it'd probably gallons. be like yeah. one, one and a half percent huh. or something, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's 11 pounds of Bow Pills, half mm-hmm. pound of Munich, mm-hmm. a quarter pound of Karamunic, and mm-hmm. a quarter pound of Carafoam. Hmm. And that Karamunic with the Munich, kind of, you get that grainy note, but you get that little gold touch from the Karamunic. Carafoam mm-hmm. gives it the body, the fluffy head, and then really firmly hop that one ounce of sauce. One thing we didn't mention about the... You just killed me right there. The P... And <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, and the- and the Gordon Beers and the Pivo. Uh-oh. Pivo is much blonder, more like a German Pils than way blonde. It's like the, straw. Uh, the Urquell and the uh, Gordon Beers are, are more golden. Right. All right. And yeah. sauce, okay. sauce okay. hops all sauce. the way through. All the way. Through. Well, what, what kind of what kind of does and what kind of IBUs you you shooting for? Thirty, thirty-five. You know, I do one and a half ounces, maybe mm-hmm. for bittering. Two, two and a half ounces. Last fifteen, twenty minutes. Just to really firmly hop. You know, I tend to lager a long time in the fermenter, so four weeks, six weeks, and I mm-hmm. notice I get a fair amount of hop drop out. Um, yeah, that's it. And I use a Czech Budovich strain. You got to be careful of that strain. That's the hardest strain I've ever had to ferment. Hmm. It's it's so temperamental. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get away with the Bach, but I think you need that Czech yeast for that that little diacetyl influence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though I hate diacetyl, but you kind of need that that stressy yeast. Are you flavor. getting diacetyl from the PU? I, I can't say. I've never been able to confirm whether or not what I taste diacetyl. I've had, I've had the like draft when I've gotten a lot of diacetyl yeah. or and, diacetyl. But see, I don't know. Sometimes I, I personally, my palate, I mix up diacetyl sometimes with mm-hmm. uh, uh, specialty grain malt. Like a toffee, caramel yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because diacetyl, is, it'll linger and linger and just kill your tongue palate and you're just done. And I hate it. There you go. I'm not that, uh, not that sensitive sensitive to it i can pick it out but uh i don't mind it if it's there mm. all right that's an interesting uh, recipe john so uh 90 minute boil on that thing and yeah 30 minutes no hops okay right and mm. then and then add your your bittering hops right. and then and the boil and what about the water 
I will, for five gallons, I'll add 1.3 ounces of gypsum. Uh, gypsum? Right. You're going the opposite way, the, the, the whole water thing. Yeah. And it, well, <clears throat> my water's pretty hard, right? Yeah. So doesn't the gypsum soften it? But it adds a lot of sulfates. It really sharpens up that uh, that bitterness. It's it improved my lagers. I don't know. It it, yeah. it kind of made the hop notes come out more. The, right, right. You know, yeah, absolutely. It the water just seems softer. Right. I use the five two salts as a base, but I'll add about one point three ounces of gypsum. Interesting, interesting. For like okay. six gallons of water or something. Interesting. Tasty. What's your? Uh... Well, uh, the way Bohemian Pills I brew is the uh, is my high gravity beer. That's the beer where I I brew it at a high like at seven uh, or eight percent, and then I dilute it when i go to drink it mm-hmm. like with uh carbonated water mm-hmm. <laughs> so for uh six gallons this pu is 4.4 percent yeah so i make an eight percent beer and i dilute depending on what i'm going to do if i'm going to go uh play golf i might make it you know three and a half percent if i'm going to go to a party with chicks i might just leave it at its regular strength <laughs> to get things going that a boy tasty. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I like the delineation. Yeah. There's a there's some, the, and in between them at regular, you know, like going. if it's a bunch of dudes, I'll dilute mine with water. I'll dilute theirs with vodka. With, yeah, vodka. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get things going, with dudes. They like the girls like strong beer. It's not about that. No. Uh, anyway, uh, my beer, my recipe is really simple. It's ninety four percent German pilsner mm-hmm. and six percent carapils uh, mm-hmm. to a gravity to a starting gravity of ten seventy three. Uh. I hop this with 58 IBUs because I know I'm going to like dilute it. Hmm. So as I dilute, I want to make sure I come within the uh, range for the for the beer. Uh, looks like I'm diluting the alcohol. The alcohol. I'm also diluting the hops, of course. Uh, so 58 IBUs. 32 of those are at 60, 16 at 30 minutes, about five at 10 minutes, and then another five at uh, flame out. Uh, because I'm going to be, it's going to be generally served as a lighter beer. Uh, with the fair and hopping a little bit more towards the higher end, I want a lot of body in the beer, so I mash it at 154 mm-hmm. to get that body so that as I add water, I'm not getting a thin beer. Mm-hmm. Then I do your t- traditional uh, mash out at 165, sporge at 170. Uh, I use the Bach uh, WLP 833 yeast at. Uh, I chill in at 50 degrees, and then I let it rise to 55 for a couple days. And then, I, once it, well, I, I use the uh, speeded-up uh, lagering method, sometimes referred to as the tasty method, but that's it's not mine. Uh, anyway, so like uh, two degrees a day for, like, so by day seven, I'm at 66 degrees, and I'm basically doing a five-day diacetyl rest. The beer's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. Meanwhile, I've carbonated it a bunch. I've boiled and uh, treated uh, to make the water, the car, the adding water just as soft as the, because uh, I use RO water, I can go in as soft as I like. Mm-hmm. So I still have to add minerals to mm-hmm. get it up to some reasonable uh, hardness. Anyway, so I make water as the, as the ferment's going on. I'm making the water, uh, carbonating it, you know. Sometimes I'll even. Knock out the carbonation and top it back up to get more of the oxygen out of the water. Uh-huh. That's the recipe. There you go. Brilliant. Uh, for me, uh, I believe you can go 100%, uh, you know, uh, high-quality Pilsner malt. Sure. 
If you find one that's kilned a little darker than others, I would go with that um, for a bohemian pilsner. Or one of the things I've done is is throw in a portion, maybe you know, ten percent uh, Munich malt, and it gives it a little bit more of the malt character, adds a little more color, and uh, but you still go towards that bready, biscuity right. type of uh, malt character. So, uh, you know, you can add other things to it, but I, I think, uh, you know, you can get, get by with just a, a, a quality Pilsner malt. You may not get quite as much color. Um, if you go just like a plain, really light, you know, 1.8 Lovabond Pilsner malt, it's going to turn out, you know, straw colored, a really light straw colored, and that's yeah. more German pills. Uh, like John saying, you could add a little crystal. I think, you know, I'd be careful. Um, you know, you're going quarter pound. I think, you know, you, you know that kind of restraint is necessary because you're going to end up with, uh, you know, too much sweetness, too much, you know, crystal malty kind of thing. Um, you might try like a 20 love crystal and a little bit more or, you know, higher love crystal like John's talking about in a little less. Uh, I think that all that's uh, could work could work quite well, uh, but I think it's all about uh, fermentation. You know, traditionally this is decoction mash. I don't get a whole lot of value out of decoction mashing. I I, I guess not with you the can. malts we're talking about. But right. if you had under modified malts and stuff, you could you could give it a go. Um, you know, I, I think fermentation is, is more important in this. As far as water goes, uh, for me, um, uh, what I'll do is I'll take, uh, you know, 50% my tap water and then 50% RO water from the store. You go to the water machines that sell RO water, you fill up a couple of carboys, and then uh, you use that to blend it to knock the, uh, the carbonate and the sulfate levels down. And uh, that helps with that soft maltiness or soft bitterness. And I think I'm I'm almost certain. I think if you tried, you know, just really late hopping, and and depended on on that kind of uh, hopping for bitterness, I bet you that might that might work too. Hmm. And then uh, you know, fermentation. I think you can pick almost any lager yeast. Like John was saying, the uh, the Czechvar uh, yeast. That's a r- excellent choice. Most of the lager yeast will work well if you if you if you treat them right, you know, get them to ferment well. Um, uh, the, what I use is the Narcissus fermentation. Uh, so tasty Narcissus came, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. What do you call you did? Tasty no. so much easier to say. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, some German guy, and you know, it's essentially uh, start cooler. Uh, you know, raise the temperature after the initial growth, and then keep ramping up the temperature. And uh, especially towards the, you know, you go through the, the fermentation phase and you ramp it up towards the end. It kind of serves as a diacetyl rest, but it keeps the yeast active. And the most important thing is uh, it keeps it active. You get good attenuation, and you really want to get good attenuation in this. And I think this is the biggest fault for most home brewers is that they don't attenuate their lagers well enough. And they rush it. And they rush it. They, well, they, they do it too pitch. cold. Yeah, they underpitch. Right. They do it too cold. And so, you know, it, it, the beer turns out flabby. You want it to be crisp and dry with a lot of malt character. That's right. really the way to go. So and The sweetness will hide um, the malt character because it is a small, delicate beer. Yeah. Anything? And I'd, I'd, I'd go, you know, small, delicate beer, like you're saying. 
Pilsner Equal, 4.4%. I'd yeah. shoot in the, you know, 4.8 range, and I would, uh, you know, bitter about 35 IBU, and I would, uh, you know, use uh, Saz hops or, you know, a, a, a similar Halitau, something like that. Um, although those are a little more German and Saz is more Czech, um, I would go, go that route. There you go. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll answer your questions and wrap up after this. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and Rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. 
Brewers. Anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10. B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. All right, we're back. We're enjoying uh, <clears throat> these fine uh, classic uh, Pilsners, these Bohemian Pilsners, and we had a good time. Okay, right. show. Yeah, that was fun. And, and if you're listening live, you can actually ask questions in the chat. Justin, we have some questions from our our chat listeners. Yep, a couple things came through. Um, let's see, DS Johns in the chat room wants to know, just to confirm Jamil's opinion. He thinks importance for Bohemian pills. Number one, proper malt. Number two, spicy hops. Number three, soft soft water. Mm. Is that a good summary? My opinion is important. <laughs> is that the summary you wanted? Um, no, I'd actually... Um, I think the water in this case is important, unless you're going to you know, try and somehow cheat around the soft bitterness. And then I'd put the, the malt character next, and then I'd put the, the hops last. Okay. Uh, decoction mash, you know, that's got to come up in a yeah, beer like yeah, this. Right. Uh, necessary, even I, valuable. I, I think you can get around it. I think, you know, if you're not using under-modified Moravian malts, then I think, uh, you know, high-quality, uh, you know, well-modified malt, I think it's in single infusion. What about acidulated malt in a beer like this? Acidulated malt can be helpful because especially when, uh, you know, if you're using the right kind of water, um, your pH will fall naturally into the range you're talking about because it doesn't have a lot of buffering. If you're trying to struggle with, uh, you know, water that uh, has more uh, carbonates and you're going to, you need to add some acid. Um, I don't really care for acidulated malt. It's, you know, grown with stinky bacteria that do all sorts of weird things. I would just add some lactic acid. I think it's better control. Same thing. And you can adjust it on the fly. Sure. I think that's the way to go. Okay. Um, all right, one that just came through. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, brand of, of Pilsner malt you like to use? Um, I've used a, just a whole huge variety. Do you guys have a favorite on that? I, I use Durst. I've used uh, Best. I've used Vireman. Vireman a lot. Vireman, yeah. Vireman yeah. a lot. Uh, this person used, Vi- the person asking used Vireman floor mm-hmm. malted uh, malt. Um, That's a great right. malt. So, yeah. wanted to know. Yeah, if you I had thought any. Durst was quite good, and I thought uh, the, the best sure. malts are, are good, too. Okay. And then one just for me, because after all these years, I'm still confused. Could you go over again? What really are the differences between German pills and Bohemian pills? So German pills, crisper, drier, lighter in color, uh, more crisp, kind of a dry cracker kind of character with a floral uh, 
type of hop, uh, more bitter, more sharply bitter, more firmly bitter. Okay. Uh, Bohemian Pilsner, softer, rounder, more malt character. The bitterness is a little more round and, and, and soft. It's present, but not as sharp as in German. And the finish on it is not as dry and crisp and crackery. It's more uh, more bready, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, rounder and fuller. And the, the hopping tends to be a little more, a little more towards the spicy than the floral. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good explanation. Good there difference. Go. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. There you go. All right. Great show, everybody. I think uh, I had a good time. I hope you all did, too. Great uh, If you enjoy this show, uh, stay tuned. If you're listening live, you can you can hear our next show, which is going to be uh, Spicer Vegetable Beer. Mm-hmm. From the podcast, two weeks. Oh, there you go. And I'll tell you, if you enjoy shows like this, what you want to do is uh, make sure you uh, visit our sponsors. Check out northernbrewer.com. Tell them how much you appreciate that they support this show so, so you don't have to pay for it. And if you got a few extra bucks in your pocket, go to the Brewing Network store, thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. There's all sorts of goodies in there. There's uh, glassware, hoodies, glass shirts, books, all, use. All, sorts of, all sorts of great stuff in there, growlers. And when you buy any of that stuff, the profits go directly to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and support shows like this. So uh, crack open the credit card and, and, and take a shot of stuff like that. All right. Till then, everybody, brew strong and often and clean. And clean.